0: Welcome to Lombardi's Legend Podcast. Uh, Dane, I'm here with Wags and Wags, we're doing our positional previews and I think it's time to talk about the defensive line. What do you say?
1: Yeah. And this is a group that, um, I thought was quietly pretty productive most of last season. Uh, they're never going to be the most heralded, uh, group of the bunch. Uh, that's for sure. But, uh, we, we've got some guys that are just lunch pail guys that like to get the job done. And I think that's going to be a theme uh, that we're going to see here this season, um, not only with who we bought back, but with some of the additions we made as well.
0: Yeah. And I mean, Wags, I I look at it. One of the premier players on the entire football team, let alone the positional group is Kenny Clark, defensive lineman. Last year uh, of his contract, um, you know, dare I say underrated, I think, uh, by NFL standards across the league. But if you talk to personnel guys or if you watch the tape, he makes about as big of an impact as anybody on that defense. And that's saying something with the Smith brothers and so many other playmakers on this defense. But it starts up front. And Kenny Clark is a pass rusher. He stops the run. He eats up blocks. He plays with very real intensity. And he's still a very, very young man. I believe he's about 24 years old. So uh, uh do, do you agree with me that really the defense uh really gets started with Kenny Clark?
1: Yeah, and he's the... A lone star player here uh, of this group but uh, even he is you know can be a little under the radar for as disruptive as he can be at times and as you said is is um really probably coming into his own as someone that could be a potential all pro here for years to come uh, at this position but um uh, Kenny uh, you know he i thought he had a, a really strong year last year it seemed like he was battling some back injuries uh, at times uh, in kind of the middle part of the season. And uh, his that might have affected his play a little bit. Uh, not that he played poorly, but maybe just not quite to his level. Uh, but at the start and end of the season, I thought he bookended uh, his season uh, very, very well and, and was just uh, completely disruptive uh, as a one-man freak of nature. On that defensive front <laughs> so um and and not that I like to make too big a deal of this uh, i I think in the n f l the contract years for you know a defensive or offensive lineman I'm not sure it matters too much; they're going to be having to you know get their hands dirty, no matter what their contract status is, but um this is a guy that I'm sure is going to want to prove that. He is worthy of the big contract that I'm sure that uh, he's going to want to get. And I wouldn't even be shocked, Dane, if the Packers are in talks and uh, are able to hopefully get something done here before the season. So Kenny, um, you know, as long as he can stay healthy, I'm looking for a big, big season from him.
0: Totally. And I mean, so that that is, I think, where the uh, guarantee play really ends. It starts and ends is with Kenny Clark. uh, And uh, because I think from there, um, there is, you know, there's a tier that is Kenny Clark. And then there starts to be a second tier and then probably everybody else. Uh, So kind of going forward and, and please correct me if you disagree, Wags, but I mean, Kenny Clark is the man on this defensive line. And then we look ahead to a guy who got a contract last season that I thought was actually quite a bit of money. And that's Dean Lowry. Um, Dean, I thought uh, by, by his standards actually played a little below what we were expecting of him. And I think what the Packers were expecting when they shelled out the money that they did for him. Uh, He's never been a flashy player. He's more of a steady uh, presence on that defensive line, but I'm really hopeful that he can, um, get back on track. He didn't have a bad season, mind you, last year. He just didn't have what I expected from him. He got washed out a little bit too much uh, for my taste uh, for the role that he plays on that defensive front. So I'm very, very hopeful. Wags, and I'm curious your take. Uh, I mean, Dean Lowry is going to make this team. Uh, just the question is, can he be the impact player that we need to hold up against the particularly as a run defender?
1: Yeah, you just took the words right out of my mouth. He's never going to be a guy that you're looking to, you know, tabulate a ton of tackles or get a bunch of sacks on the quarterback. But uh, he's he got paid for his run defense, and I've got to think that, you know, that that takes a whole unit, uh, albeit. But um, Dean's got to be someone that's got to be a little bit more impactful uh, in those rush. Uh, defensive situations in really setting the edge and, and soaking up blockers, particularly if not making those tackles at the line of scrimmage or behind the line of scrimmage. And, uh, you know, this is a, a Packers defense that at times, particularly in the red zone last year, uh, held up pretty well as a rush defense. Uh, so they were able to hold it together because of that rush, red zone uh, rush defense. But outside of that, they were kind of a sev most of the season. They, they had a couple of moments, I thought, um, against some uh, specific opponents, but, uh, as a rush defense, we we're in the bottom five of the, of the league. You're ranking in the 26 to 28 range, uh, in total rush yards given up per game, uh, rush yards per attempt, etc. So, um, Dean Dean is a guy that I think is is really important because there aren't a lot of of schemes that Coach Patton is 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 running to uh, really um, take away uh, the rushing of the opposing offenses. Uh, he's more scheming to to take away those big chunk pass plays. Um, so sometimes. Although it's a unit of play, and I don't want to be too different, too hard on Dean Lowry, um, he, as an individual player, is really, really important to uh, the Packers' rush defense, holding it together. Um, this isn't a defense that's set up to be a top 5 to 10 rush defense. Uh, that's just not who they are or what they're trying to be. Uh, so, Dean, I think is someone that's going to have to bounce back a little bit this season in order for uh, this defense to take the next step forward.
0: And yeah, and let's round out the the starters. I think you know the quote unquote starters. Uh, we all know that the Packers base defense. I mean they like to throw a lot of things. I mean, we even see Zadarius Smith at times get down there as a as kind of a defensive lineman. I expect uh, Rashawn Gary as well, but this is not the outside linebacker edge position group. Uh, we're talking about the D line. So I want to talk about Tyler Lancaster. He's a guy that I, 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 I think that any uh, consistent listener knows I have an infatuation with what Tyler Lancaster was able to do as an undrafted uh, rookie in 2018, and I thought that uh, in a year that was really a lost season with the Aaron Rodgers injury, uh, uh, and uh, you know, just not, you know, with that early on in the year there, and um, you know, just the team underperforming that season, Lancaster was able to, um, you know, provide a, a glimmer of hope, I thought, as some young talent. And last year, Wags, uh, he's still uh, more of a run-stopping defensive lineman, um, but, you know, he, he's still very limited as a pass rusher uh, at the defensive line position. And uh, you're going to catch a theme with me a little bit right now. Um, I think that the defensive line position, as is right now, is probably um, one of the biggest question marks going into the season. As high as I was during our defensive backs, preview uh, I might be a little bit lower on the defensive line position that's not to say that Tyler Lancaster uh, won't make the team or doesn't serve a purpose on this team because I really do like what he does uh, but I'm really hopeful that he can grow in year three um, this is a Packer team that didn't add a lot uh, of high uh, round talent in the draft uh, so you know they, they really are going to be looking internally and I'm hopeful that Tyler can make this leap um, but um, I'm curious, your take. Do you think that the Packers um, should expect Tyler to make this leap, uh, or um, do you think that um, you know he's starting to max out his potential?
1: I, I don't see a ton of upside for Tyler Lancaster, to be honest with you. Um, to be, I, I know you really like him, Dan. And, I do. And he's, yeah, he's he's fine. I, I have nothing against him as a player, uh, but the reality is he's not. Playing nearly as much last season if uh, Montrevious Adams doesn't underperform to a significant degree uh, because point. they really expected uh, him to step up in a big way. And uh, so I, I think Tyler, look, he may be the starter this season, but um, he was the de facto starter last season just because you know, he didn't screw up too much and, and basically went in there and did his job. So I, I do appreciate that. Um, but um, I look at his position as a completely open competition. And uh, the rest of these guys that we're going to talk about, um, they're going to be pushing and competing. And I think, you know, have a very good opportunity uh, to potentially uh, win a spot uh, to be out on the field. Uh, If not, take Tyler's spot. And and so Tyler, I think, although he got some some action last year, um, he's going to have to come in and and earn every bit of that again this season just because uh, it's just the reality he's a third-year guy. I I don't know how much upside you're going to get with him. Um, And and you mentioned Zadarius moving around on the defensive line. I wouldn't be shocked to see more of that this season, especially – you know, if we can get some growth from a guy like Rashawn Gary,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, we're not going to want to go too undersized uh, in, in a lot of uh, running situations. However, um, it might make more sense to to get our best players out there. So if we're moving some of our outside linebackers and we're moving them around on the off, off defensive line, uh, we may not see as, as many of these guys out on the field for as many snaps. Uh, we're certainly going to carry – uh, the same number of defensive linemen as I expect we would have last year. Uh, so I'm looking for, you know, uh, probably five of these guys will be on the roster and, and, and four of them will be active on a 45 uh, man game day roster. Uh, but, uh, Tyler Lancaster to me, uh, good, solid, you know, potentially I feel like more of a backup defensive lineman. Um, if we're being honest. Um, it would be, I think, probably best for the Packers if some of these guys with a little bit more potential uh that are behind them currently are able to make that next step forward and push. And I think that would be best for the overall potential and health of this defense.
0: And let's talk about a guy with a ton of potential, Uh a guy who came in last season as a rookie, Kingsley Kiki. Um, You know, there's a lot of talk about him going into camp. I think he may be one of the reasons Mike Daniels actually wasn't in Green Bay last season, Um, you know, but Kiki ends up not g- taking as many snaps as I think a lot of fans thought he was going to. Uh The count was a little bit limited, but when he did play Wags, um, he showed quite a bit of explosion. I think that uh, he needs to add a little bit to his frame, and that's what he was doing last season. They didn't want to wear him down and uh, and you know expose him a little bit too early. But I really expect Kim Wags, uh, again, him being Kingsley Kiki, to be a guy who's going to make a ton of waves in camp and is going to earn a lot more snaps and would not be surprised whatsoever if we're talking about uh, Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry and Kingsley Kiki as the three guys in the base defense, taking up a lot of snaps with Tyler Lancaster coming in, in a rotational uh, role uh, on early downs to help stop the run.
1: Yeah. I think that's what ideally uh, that the Packers would probably like to see. And that's, it's, by Kingsley earning it, right? But, um, yeah, you're right. He's a little bit undersized. He's uh, playing at just a, a little bit under 290. Um, so we'll be interested to see uh, what kind of uh, – if he has some good weight that he's been able to add um, in this offseason. But uh, he had uh, kind of a surprise of camp uh, last season. And I, I think – I know you and I both were just – uh, really impressed by what he was able to do in camp in the preseason last year. So i was surprised that he didn't get out on the field a little bit more. So I'm not sure if it was just uh, wanted to keep fresh or uh, if perhaps he just wasn't quite ready to contribute as much as as we thought he might have been able to right away. Um, so hopefully he's uh, able to come in and, and take that next step forward um, and put together uh, that consistency uh, and carry that, uh, camp performance from last season, uh, and then some into some regular season football. Because if we're able to see that, and, uh, uh, this is someone, he, he has the ability with his length, uh, and, and some of his explosiveness, uh, to, to put some pressure on the quarterback in addition to playing the run. So, uh, this is a guy that I think has a little bit more upside than a guy like Tyler Lancaster. Uh, and they're built a little bit different. Tyler is probably to be honest more suited as you said to to be backing up Kenny Clark, uh which would be really great for Kenny Clark too because uh he didn't get get too many plays off last year, so um to have Tyler be able to come in occasionally and just spell Kenny um uh, for a few less snaps than we saw last year uh I think would be a benefit to everyone involved.
0: Great points, Wags. And you know, rounding out guys that were on the roster last season, uh, we've touched on him a little bit. Montrevious Adams. The hype train uh, was in full swing last off season and uh, heading into camp. And uh, you know, by the end of the season, Wags, I don't think Montrevious has really even seen the field. Although he suited up, uh, you know, he he was not playing very many snaps at all and uh the off season got quite a bit more complicated for him uh you know he's a former third round pick got arrested in georgia charged with uh with three misdemeanors uh this is what i uh, just uh, about a month or so ago and uh i, I don't want to talk too soon and i'm not looking to uh see guys lose their jobs but um you know my gut tells me that uh, that may be about all she wrote for Montrevious Adams in Green Bay, uh, he may not get another chance to to earn even a spot on this Packer roster.
1: Yeah, and frankly, uh, although the off-field issues certainly uh, do not help Montrevious, uh, I thought he was in a position, we talked previously
0: uh, after the season,
1: that it, it didn't seem too likely that he has a future with the Packers so I I can't disagree with you at all uh this this guy is it was a classic you know the coaches were talking up how good he looked coming into camp last season but it was that classic we're they're trying to get him motivated uh, I think in retrospect and it just didn't happen um, it just didn't happen. Uh, so, uh, you know, I don't want to trash the guy. I don't know him personally. I, he could, he could be a, a, a great guy. I, you know, people make mistakes off the field, things happen. Uh, but uh, his play just hasn't uh, carried over. Unfortunately, he had some, some injuries I think in the first couple of seasons of his career that, that may have derailed him a, a little bit. And then uh, they were counting on him to have a, a big role last year and, and he just, he had every chance to do it uh, and he wasn't able to do it. Uh, so he's someone coming into his fourth year. I think uh, the Packers probably kind of know what they have with him. And um, I think they've got some young guys here um, uh, that, that they're going to probably take a good, hard, long look at. Uh, and as long as uh, all things being equal, I think uh, Montrevis Adams probably is on the outside looking in. Um, by the time we're, we're looking at the regular season.
0: Yeah, Legs, I think you're right. I mean, I, I, I really do, and looking at it right now, um, if, if the Packers don't add um, because I would agree with you, five D linemen seems about right for, for this Packer for an active roster uh, defensive line position, and if they don't add talent you know, either during cuts in camp or, or otherwise uh, between now and then, I think about four of them are locked up with guys we've already talked about, and then we're looking at a battle near the the bottom end, you know, for for that that fifth role. And the guy, Wags, that I'm really curious about, and I I'm curious your take as well, is Gerald Willis. Uh, he was a guy who slipped in the draft, became uh, undrafted. I think it shocked a lot of people. I've been doing my research by him uh, about him. I mean, he was a second team All-American, uh, uh, at, uh, at University of Miami. And, you know, the Ravens, he, he was there. He got cut in camp, was on the Dolphins practice squad last year, uh, got activated late in the season, uh, seems to have a good body size. Um, people talk about he has a good motor. Um, I'm really eager to see, you know, why he, he's been on two different NFL teams and why he slid in the draft. I just, I'm really curious about him, Wags, because um, he could be uh, a diamond in the rough that the Packers' land that maybe it just didn't work in a couple other places, and all of a sudden, you know, in year two, um, it it just clicks for a young guy who just needs to find the right system. So I want to learn more about him, but I'm really very, very fascinated about what he's going to bring to the table.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think – when you're looking at these last few guys, it's, it's really going to be a, a matter of who can stay healthy, who is, you know, um, a technique and, and just fundamentally, uh, doing their job, um, you know, in, in all the reps that they're getting, um, and, and I think the positional coach, uh, they're going to want to become best friends with, with the defensive line coach because, um uh, i think it's going to be his decision uh at the end of the day oftentimes when you get down to that last guy it's like all right coach who do you want um tell us why sell us on why this is your guy uh yeah. so so that's to me um uh, you know what it's all going to come down to and you know i don't really know a lot about Lewis. i'm not i'm not going to lie it sounds like uh, you you're more intrigued with his story um i, I think uh, someone I'm re- really looking at is uh, Willington Prevalon. Um, yeah. He he played, uh, you know, for Rutgers, and and that's not a storied football program right now. Uh, but by all accounts, was highly respected by his peers, and and actually got some honorable mention All Big Ten honors, um, which. For a program that struggled as much as it did last year to get some individual recognition i think says a lot um he was named the m v p of the defense by his teammates um i as a defensive lineman um uh, so, aggressive. yeah i i you know a, a aggressive uh uh player and and you know a a pretty big guy i think um he's gonna come in I'll be pretty intrigued by what he's able to do in camp. Because um, uh, you know he's going to ha- be coming in uh, with fresh eyes, fresh legs, uh, so they say, and uh, I think um, uh, he's someone that, that they're going to take a good, hard, long look at, uh, especially if he's able to, you know, make some plays and and um, uh, is uh, could be maybe even disruptive in, in getting some uh, t- uh, passes or I'm sorry, some uh, uh, tackles for a loss. Um, that's not necessarily something you're always looking for from the D line, but I I I am intrigued by by Willington, and I I think he's someone that I'm going to be really watching closely as potentially getting that fifth spot.
0: I, yeah, I I would uh, I would uh, agree with you. I'm very intrigued by by him. It uh, was telling, you know, how how few players that the Packers added. At this position, especially after that San Francisco 49er game, NFC championship game, I think fans thought we'd add, um, potentially add somebody, um, earlier in the draft that certainly didn't happen. Bringing Prevlon on, um, late, you know, I, I think he's, uh, he's intriguing. And then after him, we also signed, uh, Trayvon Hester. Trayvon Hester is a guy who's uh, been on a, a fair number of teams uh, in his young career. He's, I believe, on his fourth team now in four years. He's played rotational rotational uh, role on every team he's been on. And, well, and the fun fact about Trayvon, uh, Trayvon Hester is, uh, remember in 2018 when Cody Parkey, uh, you know, hit the uprights twice, uh, the Chicago Bears kicker, and they ended up losing that playoff game. Double joints. A- <laughs> it was the double doink wag from Trayvon Hester was the guy who got his paw on that, uh, on that ball. So he, he, I think comes to Green Bay with that pedigree. Do really we like that? Um, I'll be honest, I haven't watched an awful lot of him. Uh, but, uh, from, from what I've seen, he seems like a rotational guy who's going to be working his way in and, and he's really going to be looking to make a, a name for himself and find a spot on this team.
1: Well, we know we know all our fellow Packer fans are going to be rooting hard for him because he's he's already a hero uh without ever setting foot in on the field in Green Bay. Uh but um you know, he's a little bit of an undersized guy. Um I, one thing that's you know, I don't know if this is necessarily a negative, but I don't think it's a positive is uh, and I get it. These these guys that are at the end of the roster, they'll they you know, they move around quite a bit. But being on his fourth team in, in four seasons, uh, that, that seems a little odd to me that he wasn't able to catch on, uh, with any of the teams he's been with. Uh, so he's been with three different teams. He was, uh, with the Raiders and then he was with the Eagles on uh, last season. He was with the Washington Redskins. Um, so the fact that none of them bought him back and to at least, uh, have a chance to, to continue uh, to, to try to continue his career with them. Um, I, I don't know specifically what that says. It may mean nothing. Um, but, uh, he's going to get a chance here to compete, uh, for that. I, I think you're right. That fifth spot is probably, uh, that last spot that they'll have. Um, so, um, you know, I, uh, on the other hand, um, uh, uh, competition is good. He started a couple of games in his career. Um, he, he's played in almost every game um over his first three seasons. So he's got quite a bit of experience coming in um and heck uh maybe this is just uh, the fourth time the charm uh and this will be the the perfect spot for him uh to be able to uh uh really put down some roots and and uh grow his career um and uh I you know the Packers need the help so uh, if he's able to to perform I'm all on board and and uh, uh if he's If Hester is someone that can play, uh, he's he's not going to get a better opportunity than he has with the Packers.
0: Yeah, Wags. And, you know, that rounds out the guys that are currently on the roster. So they keep five. uh, You know, we say that like it's like it's a given. We assume they take five or keep five. So that gives potentially Willis or a Prevalon a real opportunity as a practice squad candidate, doesn't it? I mean, the Packers really do like to keep young talent in their system, and I feel like, uh, you know, that could potentially be an opportunity. Um, should they not be able to earn a, uh, a 53-man spot right out of camp, uh, that certainly doesn't mean that they might not stick around this Green Bay Packer organization and get some real snaps as the season goes on. I mean, that is, in fact, what happened with Tyler Lancaster. He did not make the team out of camp worked his way back on and all of a sudden he's been on the team for a couple seasons.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, this is a position group. It's Kenny Clark is the star. Uh, yeah. They paid a little bit to Dean Lowry. Um, they may, I don't know that they regret doing that, but I think at the time uh, it was a little bit of a surprise when we saw that uh, before the season last year, at least yeah. it was for me um, again, nothing against Dean Lowry. He's been a solid player for the Packers, but um, you know, this is probably a position that uh, you're not really going to invest a ton of money in, uh, considering the scheme that the Packers play on defense. Uh, they just need big bodies to soak up blockers, stay in their lanes, um, and uh, let the guys behind them come up and make the plays. So, um, you know, it's, it's uh, uh, certainly if we can get top uh, performance and health out of Kenny Clark, that's going to make all the difference uh for this uh, defensive line uh and and knock on wood if we don't uh this could be you know a, a pretty thin group uh that uh, we're going to have to try to scrape by uh over the course of the season. Uh that said and and I'm not going to sit here and speculate over what moves could still be out there. Packers don't have a lot of money left under the cap, but I wouldn't be surprised is if they are going to make any additions. Um, to the roster, and, and I think they will. Um, I, uh, defensive line might be a position to keep an eye on uh, as someone that they try to add uh, another veteran um, uh, in order to just bolster uh, the depth and, uh, and 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 really make sure that we have uh, as strong as the unit as we can out there as we're headed into the season.
0: Yep, I yeah this. Y- You know, you you kind of took the words or the thoughts, I think, out of my, out of my vocabulary here. It just, this position group doesn't quite feel settled yet, does it? It it almost feels like we might still see uh, somebody come in and there's sure is going to be plenty of opportunity uh, as cuts cuts happen throughout training camp for the Packers to maybe add uh, one last uh, piece uh, to this puzzle. And uh, Goody has shown time and again, that he sure likes to add guys throughout the season. Tyler Irvin's a great example of somebody who came in and contributed halfway through the season. And I expect the Packers to continue that tradition this season.
1: Yes, absolutely. So, Dan, any last closing thoughts on this defensive line group?
0: No, I just, I hope that, um, you know, Kenny Clark aside, I, I'm hoping for a leap out of uh, one or two of these players to, um Uh, we need to get better, quite frankly, than, than last season. And uh, I know that I'm normally a a pretty blind optimist on this podcast, but uh, you win and lose games in the trenches, you win and lose games uh, on the offensive defensive line. And uh, this defensive line, I, we need these guys up front um, to, you know, take the steps that the the Packers uh, are, are expecting them to take. There's absolutely no doubt uh, that they believe in these guys, or they would have used draft capital to um, to bolster this unit. Uh, but now it's really time to put up or shut up, uh, because if they don't, we're going to see uh, potentially another scenario like we did at the end of last season. I still have a very bitter case in my mouth of watching the 49ers run at will against the Packers, and it all starts up front. So now's the time. It's the opportunity. It's a new season. It's a blank slate, Wags. But these guys, I think, are going to need to um, really improve and, and just really, really seize this opportunity to make this ball club better.
1: Sure. And I am going to come sweeping in and uh, give you a little optimism. I, I think we get a bounce back season from, from okay. Dean Lowry. And I I really, really am very optimistic and bullish on Kingsley Kiki. So, um, that, that might come back to bite me. But I, I, as of right now, I, I really like this guy. And I think that he's someone that could come in and, and, and really contribute in a strong way this season.
0: Awesome, man. Awesome. I mean, I, Wags, I, I gotta tell folks, you know, look us up on iTunes and, and, uh, and Google Play and Podbean and, and, you know, wherever you get your uh, your uh, your podcast, really, um, you know, we, we really enjoy doing this. We're going to continue doing our positional previews. We've got uh, some of the defense left, all of the offense. We're just going to kind of continue on, go back, listen to our DBs and, and other podcasts in the past. We have uh, great interviews with current and former Packer players. Um, so, you know, the content keeps coming and the football season's right around the corner.
1: Yes. And we're going to just assume that the season's going to happen until we're told otherwise. I'm not we're not going to do any speculation on that. Um, we're just here to just uh, assume that we're going to get some football uh because that makes me feel better and I know it makes you feel better as well, Dane. So, yeah. and hopefully it makes the rest of you all out there feel better as well. So, uh, anyway, folks, thanks for joining us again for another episode. Uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, say it with us as always. Go pack go. Go pack go.